Hey, we're back. Belief builds bridges. And today, we're going to catch up where we left off from. It's been a bit of time since I did a podcast. And it's basically just to reevaluate myself, examine myself, look to improve myself as a believer, a new covenant believer. And right now, basically, this time that we've been going through is somewhat of a pandemic, a worldwide problem. So during my quarantine, I told myself I was going to spend some more time with God. I was going to read his word. I was going to listen to his word. I was going to meditate and get my relationship with the father a lot more intimate. And we thank God for that. Because if I didn't get into the word and encourage myself, I might have gotten caught up in what the world basically got caught up in. Because right now, all I'm seeing is a lot of depression, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety. I'm even seeing no hope. And that's not what God has planned for us. No matter the circumstance or the situation, he's still God. And because we worship and serve him, we're his children. And we will be taken care of no matter what. So with a lot of this quiet time sitting home, a question came across to myself. And I asked myself, Chris, are you religious or are you spirit-filled? Good question. Some people don't even know that there's a difference. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here because please... That's not even the case. But I started to see religion or religious people. When I look up the definition, it's the separation. For centuries, there's been separation of nationality, color, and creed because of religion. At the end of the day, we're all God's children. Do we all accept his plan, his purpose, his will for his life? That's another story. But what I know is the government of heaven is family. God loves unity. In order for us to have the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, it had to be a one accord in the upper room. So that leads me to believe on a scale I'm going to have to lean towards being spirit-filled. And spirit-filled is filled with the Holy Spirit. You get it at salvation. You get it through praise and worship and having an intimate relationship with God. You get it from surrender and submitting to his will, his way, his plan, and his purpose. What are the benefits or the perks? 
The same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead was the Holy Spirit. And that's the same spirit that we have inside of us that possesses us because of what Christ did on the cross. So we're at a great advantage over everyone else. This spirit has the power over life and death. This spirit gives us the, the knowledge and understanding that we couldn't get if we went to some of the finest institutes in the world. It gives us a remembrance. It gives us the power that we couldn't have without the Holy Spirit. The great strength that Samson had, he had the Holy Spirit. Peter, in the Bible, when he spoke to 3,000 people and they all became converted, he couldn't do that until he had the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is what makes the believer super. It's the super to our natural. It gives us a greater understanding of how things work. The Bible's a mystery and a lot of people read it, but everyone doesn't get the, the same interpretation, especially if you're not spirit-filled. It changes the words on the page. It explains the mystery. It gives us a deeper understanding. So it's a plus. It is a benefit. It is something imperative needed by the believer to be successful in life. See, a lot of times, people, individuals will just have enough salvation to make it to heaven. Meaning with a confession and a belief that guarantees your eternal place in heaven. But see, the spirit-filled believer gets a chance to have an extension of heaven on earth. Because now you can do the things that you normally couldn't do. You can see the things you couldn't see. You even have the strength, the wherewithal to complete things that you couldn't do on a normal occasion. So being spirit-filled is something you definitely want to obtain. Religious? Come on. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were religious. And if you put it, who would you rather be? I'm, I'm going to make it literal. Would you rather be a Pharisee or Sadducee? Or would you want to be like Jesus? Hands down, you want to be like Jesus. Because not even death can hold Jesus in the grave. He rose on the third day. And with all of this great stuff he did, took the, the authority, took the dominion, took the power from the evil one in the earth, when he took the power, he gave it to the church. And nowadays, with being in quarantine, you know the church is, on a, is a building. But the real church is inside of you. It's in your heart. That's the church. That's the church. 
Now, what I love most about it is how Jesus left his magistrate to come here on earth, to have the experience, to make it possible that when he died and he rose on the third day, he didn't leave us without the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. So that's the advantage that we have over everyone else. Then again, look at a religious person and then look at a spirit-filled person. We go back to the Sadducees and the Pharisees again. They didn't walk in love. You didn't see them with much joy, peace, happiness, goodness, gentleness, long-suffering, faith, and love. You just seen them quoting some scripture and pointing their finger and telling you how it should be and how it's going to be. Now look at the flip side. Jesus was not religious. Not only was he God in the flesh, and the Son of God, but he was spirit-filled. He showed his compassion for mankind by him hanging on that cross, paying the price for something that he didn't do. Now, that has to be love unconditional. That had to be joy, peace, love, understanding, goodness, gentleness, love, and faith. Why does God give us the opportunity to have the Holy Spirit and to make us a notch above everyone else so that everyone else can see the glory of God in your life and will want to obtain what you have, which is salvation, the promise to eternal life. So it's not for us to be Oh, that we're so big and so bad and we're so holy and we're so this and we're so that. No, it's for the rest of the world to see how great and awesome our God is. From God the Father to God the Son to the Holy Spirit. That's what takes us over the threshold. That's what makes us different from everyone else. So when I was sitting here in quarantine, pondering, wondering, set some time apart for God, these are some of the questions that came up. So I figured at that point, it's time to make a podcast. It's time for those that are willing to hear let them hear. But most importantly is don't just be a hearer of the word. Be a doer of the word. Let your light shine. Let people see the God of the universe inside of you and your everyday lifestyle. I'm going to take this time If you never invited Christ into your life, it's a confession with a belief. It's simple, but it will determine where you spend your eternity. 
if you want, is something that we can do together. All you have to say is, Lord Jesus, I accept you into my heart. I believe that you died on the cross. Most importantly, you rose on the third day and you sit on the right-hand side of the Father and you did all of this for me. Come into my heart. If you can say that and you mean it, the Bible says that you're saved. Something else. During this quarantine, I decided to spend more time with God. And I can't believe statistics says that 85% of Christians don't read their Bible. And that's why you see a lot of so-called Christians living a life in which no one wants to copy you or nobody wants to be down with what you're down with. I mean, human characteristic, human nature, you only want to be affiliated with something you think is better than what you already have. So if you read your Bible, you spend time with God, it takes you to a different playing field. You see life through a different lens. One of my favorite sayings, I didn't originate it, but you get a new lease on life. Who doesn't want that? And how do you do that? It's just by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. And not only that, spending time with them. I guarantee you, if you read your word, you spend time with God. Fear is not your portion. Depression is not your portion. Anxiety is not your portion. Because now, your confidence and your read is stored by his word. It says in John that if you believe in me, that you shall do greater works. Are you serious? You mean to tell me that if I just believe that I can do things like Jesus, it's written. You say it over and over and you believe it, it starts to become a part of your reality. In 3 John, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health as your soul prosperous. Hmm. Once you start to meditate on the word and start keeping it in your heart, it starts to change your mind. All that stinking thinking is out the window. Now you're looking at a situation that only if that, yes, I can, it's done. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, not just some, but all things. So the word is a reinforcement to the supernatural. The things that you didn't have the capacity to do, you can do it. And all I can tell you is try it. You like it. Belief builds bridges. And that's what it does. 
If you like what you heard, share. Sharing is caring. Until next time, Shalom.